Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode. Owen Casey and relievers and ask me questions if I was confusing. Owen Casey got a full game today. Owen Casey played a full game today and struck out twice, single, doubled in a run. Or was it singled in a run, doubled? It's something like that. Drove in a run, singled, doubled. Um, Owen Casey is one of those names that those of us who are going to be prioritizing the pipeline this season instead of the parent club are going to be paying more attention to than they're going to be paying attention to the parent club. Um, Casey, nice, uh, I don't know if it was a debut or not, but it was a nice nice outing, nice game. Um, there's something there. There's something there to build on, and the... Um, Spring training is about getting younger players looks against older players without winning or losing really mattering all that much. And Owen Casey did a nice enough job today. Cubs Mariners tie five to five. And much of the much of the assessment is about two players out of the bullpen. And I will talk about those two players out of the bullpen and why what happens happens. Why what happens happens. Um, But first I want to talk about an exchange I had on the Twitters just a couple minutes ago with someone. Most baseball fans are emotion-driven. Most baseball fans are emotion-driven. I am not. I am logic-driven. And this puts me completely counter to a lot of people. But logic is what makes good decisions. Logic is what makes good decisions long-term. Emotion tends to make bad decisions. Emotion tends to make bad decisions. And if you look at a long course of life, in general, emotions generally tend to make bad decisions. It's where we end up getting where we end up getting sometimes. But in general, logic is a better decision maker than emotion. If you completely oh, remove yourself from the emotion of things, then you're able to make a better decision, oftentimes. And if you go with emotion only, the decisions can tend to be rather um, counterproductive. 
And the discussion was Javier Baez specifically and kind of tied in a little, I think, with Wilson Contreras. How can you not like these players? How can you not want these players, etc. along those lines? It's not that I don't like them. It's not that I don't want them. It's, uh, it's that logic ought to be assessed in regards to decisions. And when the Cubs traded two months of Javier Baez for Pete Crow Armstrong, that was a better trade get than keeping Baez through the end of the season and potentially getting a second-round draft pick for him. Again, that's not that's not an emotional thing. It's logic. It's anal- analytically looking at things. And uh, then I think also the Contreras concept of extend Contreras. Hey, I get the... Ca- entire concept of extend Contreras. I get the entire concept of such and such is a certain player that I really like to have on my team. I get that. I totally get that. But from a logical perspective, you have to walk me through why Wilson Contreras doesn't want to go to free agency where he would have an opportunity to have 30 teams throwing him offers. Walk me through logically why, from Wilson Contreras' perspective, it makes sense for him to, sure, I'll take that one or two year deal from the Cubs for, I don't know, two years, 36, I don't know what the number would be, Um, when he knows fully well that he can wait until the offseason and get the best offer from any of the 30 teams and go with that. Why would it logically make sense for Wilson Contreras to walk away from the best offer he can possibly get given? You get to walk me through that logically. Or you get to acknowledge that sometimes... I, I, I don't know. Um, the logic wins. Logic wins. Chris Bryant got paid. Javier Baez got paid. Anthony Rizzo kind of got paid. They got what they wanted. They got what they wanted. If their goal was, I wish to stay in Chicago and sign a deal that will work for both sides so that I get to stay in Chicago. If that's what they wanted, that's what they would have signed for. What they wanted was a max deal. Baez got a max deal. Bryant got a max deal. Rizzo actually did sign an extension with the Cubs. So, you know, it's kind of funny people saying the Cubs didn't extend Rizzo when actually uh, they kind of did. But with Contreras, there is no logical reason for Wilson Contreras to take whatever the Cubs are offering instead of holding out for until November and taking the best deal available. It is completely illogical for Contreras to do something that is illogical. He is worried, working on his financial future. He wants to get paid maximum, and that's where it is. Everything is financial. Everything is financial. Everything is financial. 
I say that as I look to two specific relief pitchers from today's Cubs game. One is Ethan Roberts. Ethan Roberts was added to the 40-man roster this offseason because he was going to be eligible for the Rule 5 draft that never took place. So if the Cubs would have known that there was going to be no Rule 5 Major League, Major League Rule 5 draft, then they wouldn't have added him, and they would have had two additional roster spots over the offseason. But nobody knew that there wasn't going to be a Major League Rule 5 draft. Um, Nelson Velazquez was also added. So the Cubs only lost two roster spots over that. Not too terrible. Roberts will be, through the next few years, a player that gets a look out of the Major League bullpen. Why was it? that he was added to the 40-man roster because the Cubs did not want to lose him in the Rule 5 draft. That is why what happened happened. Had he not been Rule 5 eligible, had he been not enticing to other teams as far as his um, eligibility regarding the Rule 5 draft, had he not been a player that other teams were interested in, he wouldn't have been an add to the 40-man roster. The 40-man roster is very important from an executive standpoint. And getting to the 40-man roster is, what, rite of passage? Yeah, I think I, yeah, I, I'd go that far. Whether you uh, Whether the player is added to the 40-man roster so they can be added to the major league roster or if they're added to the 40-man roster to avoid being selected in the Rule 5 draft. Either way, either way, either way, either way, it is a um, baseball rite of passage. The uh, uh, Roberts pitched a scoreless inning today. Ethan um, Ben Leeper also pitched today against Seattle and Leeper gave up a run and some people might be wondering why was Ben Leeper not added to the 40-man roster he wasn't eligible to be selected in the draft if you can find a player who zooms through the system zooms through the system to the point where he reaches Major League Baseball before he is Rule 5 draft eligible. That is fantastic. College selection, international selection, high school selection, doesn't matter. If a guy is apparently Major League Baseball ready before he is Rule 5 draft eligible, that is fantastic. Brennan Davis is in that range. Brennan Davis is in that range. Ben Leeper is in that range. So what you end up having when you have a player who's in the minor leagues and is arguably... Major League good. 
I'm going to say that again. When you have a player who is in the minor leagues and is arguably major league good in the minors, not on the 40-man roster, but arguably major league good, that's what you're looking for. That is exactly what you're looking for when you're looking at players who are potentially eligible in the draft. Is this the kind of guy who might be in the minors, not on the 40-man roster, but potentially major league good? Those are the guys you want. Those are the guys you want. Third baseman, right fielder, catcher, pitcher, shortstop, doesn't matter. If this guy is, I'm going to run the clock ahead three or four years. I'm going to run the clock ahead three or four years. Where's this guy? Oh, this guy's going to be ready for Major League Baseball before he is Rule 5 draft eligible. That is the guy you want. That is the guy you want. Brennan Davis, type of guy you want. Ben Leeper, type of guy you want. Because they are major league good, potentially, before they are Rule 5 draft eligible. That is the absolute goal. So, as you are doing the roster chicanery in the minor leagues, here's what you're looking at. You have certain players who have to be on the 40-man roster to be retained. Ethan Roberts. Fine, not a problem. All good. It's all wonderful. Fantastic. Then you have other guys like, uh, oh, Manny Rodriguez. Probably be with the major league club. Maybe he might be down in the minor leagues, especially depending upon how he does with the major league club. I don't think Manny Rodriguez would end up getting um, jettisoned if he has a bit of a slow start out of the gate. But uh, with presumed extended bullpen lengths. I would imagine that a Manny Rodriguez will probably start in Chicago. But if anything happens and he ends up going on to the 15-day injured list, then the Cubs will look at the other players that they have in their upper minor leagues to assess who they should summon up, regardless which player it is and regardless why they get... um, and regardless why they need replacement. So you have the players that are going to be in the Major League bullpen. You have players in AAA who are on the 40-man roster. You have players in the minor leagues who are not yet on the 40-man roster, like Ben Leeper. And then you have players in the minor leagues who are on minor league deals. So when you're talking about minor league prospects to get called up, minor league relief pitchers with potential to get called up, there are three entirely different categories, three entirely different categories. One is players who are already on the 40-man roster. The second category is players on a minor league deal who at some point, might as well get called up so that they get a chance to show whether they belong in the major leagues or not. 
Then you have the third category of players who are those who are arguably good enough to be in Major League Baseball already, but they are not Rule 5 draft eligible yet. So those, you, those are your three categories. Those are your three categories, and as you logically look at things from an analytic perspective, which is the guy that makes logical sense to get called up next when a roster spot in the bullpen needs to be filled? Those are the questions. Those are the questions. It's not, I like this guy, I don't like this guy. It is, what is the logical thing to do next? And we don't know who's going to be in the Iowa Cubs bullpen in, what, April 5th? I think that's what it is, in Buffalo. Um, we don't know who that'll be. We don't know who that'll be. It'll be some, it, we don't know what the, who the players will be. But... If you want to know which player or players make the most sense for the Cubs walking forward, knowing the players who are doing well in AAA out of the bullpen seems a rather logical place to start as you assess, hey, what's going to be the first move? What's going to be the first roster move? It does sound like that Rosters will be extended um, beyond 26 this uh, spring. How long that will specifically happen, I'm not sure. But uh, teams will probably have 9-man bullpens or 10-man bullpens. You might as well have a 10-man bullpen because not many teams are going to be having to pinch hit with the designated hitter. So you might as well have a whole whopping gang of relievers. So if you have a guy who, I'll use the name Tommy Nance. If Tommy Nance um, breaks camp with the Cubs, might as well have him in the bullpen and see how he does. Players who are on the 40-man roster, might as well have them in the bullpen to see how they do. Might as well. And if it turns out that this guy isn't getting it done. Then you assess the players who are in AAA and go and go from there. Spring training remains about getting players in shape. Spring training remains an opportunity for the fans, should they wish to, to assess which player ought to be making the roster. And if you're going to try to do that, it's a logic game. It's not an emotion game. I like this guy. Isn't a reason for him to be on the roster. The reason for him to be on the roster is it logically makes sense. Very few things about baseball are best done with emotions driving the car. Emotions driving the car, not necessarily a good thing. Sorry. As boring as logic and emotion, uh, as boring as logic and being analytical are, they are what make the better decisions. Um, oh, in case he had a good game and bring on the bullpen roster sort. Thanks for stopping by.